Welcome to episode 49 of Near Death Dolls. I'm Lisa. And I'm Paige. And we're your hosties with the mosties. While talking about ghosties. And other shit that's a brewing. Ooh, like a beer. Mm-hmm. Yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa will be telling us about the history and hauntings of the Lemp Mansion, formerly owned by the family of brewery tycoons. Who knew? I didn't. Lisa did. Only because I researched it. I had no idea. But uh, Paige, what do you happen to be drinking tonight? I am drinking some red wine from Unruly. Unruly Red is the brand. Oh, cute. It's tasty. It's a red blend. Oh, blends are great. I know some people shit on blends, but I I love blends. They're blended for a reason, y'all. Exactly. They take the best parts of each of them and put them into one, and it's delicious <laughs> like like the spit bucket after a tasting right mm, yeah <laughs> yummy <laughs> What are you drinking tonight? So since we're going to be talking about a, a brewery family, essentially, I decided to have a beer. Um, I'm having a St. Arnold Gutentag uh, Bavarian-style lager. Uh, appropriate beer episode about a brewery family. Mm-hmm. And it's actually going to be very, very appropriate when we talk about the style of beer in a minute. But uh, yeah, it's a very good, it's a Houston-based uh, brewery. It's huge um they have their own like gorgeous uh first of all they have an old brick building like a big one that they do the brewing the brewing in it (laughs) the brewing uh and then they have a beautiful like beer garden that's it's massive it could probably hold like 200 people like it's it's huge damn have you been there to like enjoy Uh oh yeah i've been i think two or three times this last time i mean a couple years ago they just put in their um, beer garden and um we went not that long ago and it's so nice they have a beautiful fountain it's they have like a partially covered area they have like you know lawn games i mean it's 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 a huge huge they're one of the biggest um craft breweries in i think in texas really Ooh, nice and what's the name of the the brewery saint arnold patron saint of beer hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) awesome okay yeah it it says literally on the can texas oldest craft brewery (laughs) there you go historical historical indeed but uh how about we get into this episode about the lemp mansion and what has to do with beer at all i'd love to know please if the (laughs) if the ghosts are beer drinkers (laughs) i believe they would be Before we get started with this episode, there is a trigger warning. There are mentions of suicide. Okay, good to know. So if that's something that will bother you, maybe this isn't the episode for you, but we have a ton of other episodes that are wonderful and don't talk about this. Right, skip ahead, skip behind, whatever you want to do. I won't go into a lot of detail about them. It's just we happen to mention it. So the reason I picked this was I literally put in America's most haunted houses and this came up and i've never heard of it yeah i haven't either lemp mansion mm-hmm. mp correct correct and i love great architecture i think i've maybe spoken about this before but especially old homes because there's just such a romantic and mysterious vibe about old homes especially like those with victorian elements yeah nice victorian haunted house that's where it's at Oh, yeah, for sure. Even if it's not haunted, I still love architecture. (laughs) They're all haunted. No, I'm just kidding. Very well could be. So we're going to be talking about the Lip Mansion of St. Louis, Missouri, its hauntings, and its history. St. Louis. I love St. Louis. 
Have you been? Yeah, I went there for work one week. We did a weekend event in St. Louis, and it was the first one I did with that company. And I had a mm-hmm. lot of fun just going around St. Louis and what is it, the big arch and things like mm-hmm. that. It was super yeah. fun. Great city. Well, from what I've seen in pictures, it does look like an amazing place to visit. Well, let's get into the history of this uh, this family, the Lemp family, and their mansion. So the patriarch of the family was Johann Adam Lemp, and he mostly went by Adam. He immigrated from, oh my god, I should have looked this up, Eschwig, Germany. Ah, I'm so okay. sorry if you're German. I might, I might go back later and plug in how to say this correctly. <laughs> but uh, Esch- it looks like Eschwig, Germany. He okay. immigrated from in uh, 1938. He started his American dream by opening a grocery store in the Del Mar and Sixth Street area. And if you're from St. Louis, you might have a better idea of this of where this is than we do. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Thought I'd mention it just in case you live near there. His grocery store did okay, but the real winner was his home brewed beer. Hell yeah, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather buy beer than anything else. Yeah, who needs broccoli? Uh, Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So he actually made light golden lagers instead of the darker beers that were around at the time. That's kind of where my beer comes in. It's a Bavarian, which kind of German uh, style lager. And that's what he made. Right. I was going to say he's straight from Germany. He better know how to make some good German beer. Exactly. As I take a swig. That is good. Ooh. They they have a lot of good beer. They have one called Lawnmower, and it kind of has the essence of, like, freshly cut grass. Ha! <laughs> in in the most lovely way. Okay, okay. I was like, it doesn't necessarily sound like a good drink, but I understand the vibe. A good it's vibe. All, it's very crisp and refreshing. It's a nice. good one. You can't ever get a hold of it. All right, so because his beer was in such demand, he ended up closing up his grocery shop and starting a brewery. Ah, okay. Got to follow the money. (laughs) Follow the money. It was making more money selling the beer than selling the bread. The American people have spoken. (laughs) They have. So the company was called Lemp's Western Brewing Company. And I think it's worth mentioning his beer label, like his old, the old timey beer label is awesome. Is it? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Just for what it says on the label, it says, The world-renowned export brand Lemp's Extra Pale, Unsurpassed, Brightness Taste, Flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's great. (laughs) I am also extra pale, so I I feel for it. (laughs) Same. I have brightness taste. I know, right? (laughs) Our whiteness is unsurpassed. Pretty pale. (laughs) Pretty pale. Pretty pale is what I meant. Uh, And it's funny, on my beer that I'm looking, I'm drinking right now, I'm looking at it, and just above the word Gutentag, which is the type, or the the name of this beer, it says toasty and clean. Ooh, toasty and clean. Toasty, clean, Mm -hmm. Gutentag, brightness (laughs) flavor. Extra pale. So like the breweries now, he actually ended up attaching a pub slash tap room to his brewery building. Oh yeah, gotta serve the french fries. I don't think think he (laughs) served french fries. Oh, that's a good idea out. though that's always what i want whenever i'm drinking beer last yeah. time i went out for beer i was like can i just get to order a fries to go with this delish oh yeah you gotta get the salt in the fries hell yeah mm-hmm. that's perfect pub food so his beers actually grew in popularity at an insane rate and he actually outgrew his first location for producing the beer and he actually moved his brewing operation into a cave what the fuck <laughs> Okay. I don't know if you knew this. I did not know this. There are caves that run all under St. Louis. I did not know that. Me neither. But apparently (laughs) it made for a great environment to actually brew beer because it was dark and cool. Unlike the rest of St. Louis. (laughs) I guess You know what I'm talking about. Anybody in St. Louis. (laughs) I I don't know what you're talking about, though. It's hot in the summer. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
well fuck we live here uh, i live here in texas you live in california it's fucking hot always yeah that's true screw you st louis you don't know what heat is <laughs> <laughs> calm down page <laughs> so uh the cave that he used uh which is located south of the city limits uh like i said had ideal conditions for brewing beer they actually took ice from the mississippi and placed it in the cave to keep it extra cool oh that's funny caves ice from the mississippi it's all natural all natural organic taste flavor extra pale <laughs> by his death in 1862 johann lemp was a millionaire yeah and that meant a lot back then too huh it really did his son william took over the operation and started expanding even more to keep up with the demand he bought the land around the beer storage locations spanning approximately five blocks as well as many of the caves for brewing damn they even bought more caves holy they even shit bought more caves yeah so let's talk about the mansion now yes please so it was actually built by william lemp's father-in-law in 1968 it was pretty close in proximity to the brewery and william lemp purchased it from his father-in-law and used it as both a residence and partial office space on the lower floors for the brewery. Okay, so you wake up, you go downstairs, you work, go back upstairs, you go to bed. Absolutely. Why not? Remote work. He was working from home before it was cool. Yeah. Or necessary. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so when I look at a picture of this place, it doesn't look that big, but apparently it had 33 rooms. Damn, that's a lot of rooms. Now, I don't know how big all rooms were. They, they might have been counting closets. I don't know. Okay, I was going to say, damn, that's a really a lot of rooms. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it had 33 rooms, an elevator, mantles made from African mahogany and Italian marble. Ooh, fancy an elevator. <laughs> Italian marble too, Paige. But you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One bathroom has a white granite shower stall, and I think it was a freestanding shower, like in the middle of the room. So it's not like up against a wall. It's like really cool looking. Fancy old uh, rich people type stuff. They had cedar walk-in closets, skylights, and an observation deck. I want to live there. The Lemp family also were big into art and had many pieces uh, that they didn't even have room to display, so they actually stored them one of the three massive vaults they had. 33 rooms and three massive vaults. Damn. So as if this weren't enough, uh, there were tunnels beneath the house that connected to some of the caves, and in these caverns, William Lemp used his wealth to build basically an auditorium, swimming pools, that were actually heated with water that was boiled at the brewery it was pumped down into these swimming pools <laughs> yeah <laughs> rich people rich people uh, had a bowling alley which i didn't realize bowling had already been invented but there you go interesting okay so mm -hmm. you could swim you go bowling whatever you want it's like freaking dave and buster's up in here <laughs> <laughs> oh i want to go <laughs> It also had a ballroom for dancing, I guess, if you want to dance in a cave. I do, honestly. <laughs> I've never seen pictures of what these things look like in the cave, so I'm, I'm assuming they were refinished and done up nicely. I don't think they were just like rocky caves, you know, mm. that are dripping wet. Yeah, I would imagine it's not like you're just literally dancing around. You probably break an ankle trying to dance around a cave. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so William Lemp, who's now taken over for his father who passed away, married Julia Feckert, who was the daughter of a business associate of his father's. So together they had nine children. Holy crap. Okay. <laughs> but the first child, an unnamed daughter, actually passed away when she was an infant, but the other children actually made it to adulthood. That's a lot of kids. Yes, lots of kids. I mean, for back in the day, not bad. That, that was probably pretty close to maybe just a smidge over average, but yeah. So here's the children's names. They had Anna, William Jr., who everyone called Billy, Louis, Charles, Frederick, Hilda, 
Edwin and Elsa. And when I was looking at this, I'm like, they have both an Anna and an Elsa. Oh, it's it's, it's freaking frozen, frozen up here. in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the ice from the Mississippi. They had to, you know, it's mm-hmm. frozen. Sure. <laughs> so as William's children got older, he brought Billy and Lewis into the business. They were the two oldest boys. Um, okay. He brought on Billy as the vice president and Lewis as the superintendent. Nepotism. I love it. It's a family business. Keep it in the yeah. family. But it was pretty well known that his fifth child, Frederick, was actually his favorite, as well as his first choice to take over the brewery upon William Sr.'s passing. Damn harsh. Everybody knew that. <laughs> yes, it was actually really well known. And think about this. Like, you're you're Billy. You're the oldest boy. You're literally the vice president. Yeah. But your dad's like, yeah, your, your brother who's like, I don't know how many years younger than you, I like him better to take over. Right? He's, like, he's, he's my gonna favorite. You. you know that. <laughs> you know that, son. Stop giving him a noogie. He's going to be your boss one day. Right? He's going to fire your ass later. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Billy. If you don't stop, I'm going to fire you in the future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So when Frederick was old enough, he began working at the brewery too. Unfortunately, young Frederick began to have health problems and actually took some time off working to focus on getting better. He even traveled to California to see if like the warmth would be beneficial. Was it beneficial? He returned home after a few months and it seemed like his health had improved. Okay, California, it's good for your health. Come move here, Lisa. <laughs> I'm I'm happy here in Texas. Yeah, you uh, <laughs> Actually, not really. I there's other places I'd go. Not California. East Coast. No. East Coast. Mm-hmm. Only because I like the weather. So, yeah, he returned home. His health had seemingly improved. But then not long after, Frederick was found dead at the age of 28. 28? Oh, my God. So young. Poor guy. So doctors thought whatever had ailed him before had returned and had taken his life suddenly. Okay, but they don't really know what it was. And they say they say his heart gave out, but it's not really 100% known. This is back in the 1800s, I think. Mm, um, okay, okay. It's hard to know. Late 1800s, right. But there were quiet whispers of maybe jealous older brothers possibly having a hand in his death that's why it's not good to tell your kids which one is the favorite because they get picked on or possibly assassinated (laughs) sure uh there's no evidence of foul play but some people thought his death was a little suspiciously timed giving his returning health right it's like i feel better Eh, wait oh no (laughs) he died he must not have been feeling as good as he said he did Mm -mm. it must have came back the consumption or whatever right yeah it's like i need to go heal up from tuberculosis you can't heal from that without medicine but you know they tried they tried (laughs) so this was like a knife in the heart to william senior and a few years later william senior's friend uh, whose name was actually frederick as well frederick pabst of famed pabst blue ribbon beer pbr Oh, I've heard of that. He passed away, so both Fredericks that William Sr. really loved have both passed away. He was a fan of the Freds. Fan of the Freds. <laughs> William Sr. sank into a deep depression. If he would make it to the office, people said he would just stare off into space, a look of deep sadness on his face. Aw, poor guy. Well, his his son was in his, his was 28 when he died, and that mm-hmm. wasn't even his oldest son, so no. he might be quite a bit older at this point who william senior senior yes 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 yes. i'm just getting a picture in my mind of him being sad sad old dude it all became too much for him and on february 13th 1904 
William Sr. was alone in his mansion. He laid down on the bed and took his own life with a gunshot to the head. That's tragic. Two years later, his widow, Julia, was diagnosed with cancer and passed away in the same room as her husband. That, it's like they went together years apart. And Yeah, and this, I, I don't know if I would want to stay in the same room if my husband took his life. I think, yeah, I think if my husband had shot himself and it had been very bloody and gory and, I, yeah, I agree. Even, I don't know if that's where I'd want to rest while I'm dying of cancer, but maybe she felt closer to him. I don't know. Maybe, but you have like 32 other rooms. Yeah, there's there's even some caves and shit. You got a lot of options. <laughs> you have options, lady. Anyways, uh, with both William Sr. and Frederick gone, William Jr., aka Billy, took over control of the brewing empire so in the end he won we'll get there Ah, so (laughs) while it was fine that i guess billy had been the vice president while his father was alive remember that he wasn't supposed to be the one to take over that was was supposed to be be frederick Frederick. that's right so billy limp was the party boy who enjoyed spending money and womanizing (laughs) what Oh my god, for some reason this whole time I've been picturing him as like an accountant type. I don't know why. And like he's the responsible one and he's like, Dad, don't give it to Frederick. I'm the responsible one. But no, he wasn't. How interesting. <laughs> it's funny. We, I don't know if you guys have watched the show on HBO called Succession, but this kind of has Succession vibes, kind of, I feel. I haven't watched it. Is it? It's good. I, it's so okay. good. Okay. Kyle and I love it. It's very good. It's about like a a family empire and the kids are basically being pitted against each other by the dad to see who will take over. It's very fucked up, but very good. I know which one you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Billy is the party boy doing all kinds of things he shouldn't be doing. And now he's inherited a lot of money and control of the business. Uh Uh-oh. This isn't good. I see some (laughs) (laughs) danger ahead. (laughs) Indeed. So Billy was actually married to a socialite named Lillian. And she's sometimes referred to as the Lavender Lady as she was obsessed with the color lavender. Lily Lavender or Lavender Lily. Mm Mm-hmm. Very nice. Cute. She had lavender clothes, rooms, even a lavender horse-drawn carriage. Damn. (laughs) She really liked that color. I think that would be me in pink, which is why it's good I'm not rich, because everything would be like bright fucking hot pink. I'm okay with that. Actually, I love, I do love shades of purple i do like lavender i remember Mm -hmm. when i was in high school and we were getting ready to like pick our prom dresses i found one for like four hundred dollars and it was the most gorgeous dress i'd ever put on in my life besides my wedding dress and my dad wouldn't let me have it even though i had saved up my own money he's like don't spend four hundred dollars on a dress you're gonna wear one night i'm like but dad it's my prom it's my senior prom he's like because he was holding on to my money for me like he had Mm. it in the bank and Mm -hmm. i'm like dad please i worked i saved up my money this is what i want and my dad's like no no hundred dollars i remember fine do you remember i do i remember that dress i think about it i remember where the dress shop was because i think i found something there too but i couldn't afford Uh but yeah that was a beautiful lavender dress right okay Uh, yeah yeah i remember that i don't remember a lot from high school but i remember that dress (laughs) (laughs) uh days gone by and you know what i'm i'm a very practical person and even yes. now, I think I would still splurge and get that dress. I know. I kind of feel like I've, I, so many years later, I still feel indignant that it's like he wouldn't let you spend your money. What's your dad's phone number? Let me text him. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's this? Yeah. Page, hey, page. <laughs> so while Lillian, Lavender Lillian, 
enjoyed spending mm. as much money as her husband. She didn't enjoy his wild behaviors. So she's a socialite, but he's... He's a party boy. Okay. So he was known to throw some crazy keggers in the caves where the beer was kept. <laughs> Damn. That sounds like a good party, though. Yeah. He would invite all of his party buddies and even prostitutes. Oh, I see. Yeah, Lily was not invited. Now I see why she's mad. I get it now. Yeah. Prostitutes in caves. I'm mad too. <laughs> so Lillian had enough and she actually filed for divorce and sought custody of their son, William the Third. Just their one son. Okay. I was like, she only wants one of their kids. Wait, okay. They only have one kid. Okay. <laughs> I think that was the only one they had together. Uh, in court, she claimed his partying and philandering had led her to seek divorce. On the other hand, Billy accused Lillian of doing horrific Victorian things, such as using swear words and only wearing lavender as a means to get attention. That hoe. Oh yeah. She shouldn't have her kids. She only wears lavender. What? Come on, you're partying with prostitutes, dude. <laughs> She's a lavender-wearing, attention-sinking hoe. Right? And she uses swear words? Probably like, darn. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> so also, this divorce was like the trial of the century in St. Louis. Like, the whole freaking city flocked to the courthouse to get, like, a spot inside to listen to the details of the divorce. It was like the Damn. freaking Casey Anthony trial up in here. Oh, my God. Well, I guess they don't have TV back then, so what no. else are you going to watch? This is how they did true crime back then. Oh, that's true. They just show up and watch it happening. Mm -hmm. Live action. <laughs> Newspapers wrote articles about the proceedings nearly every day, keeping the whole area up to date. Ultimately, their divorce was granted, and Lillian got a big chunk of money paid to her in the settlement, as well as custody of their son. Oh, good. Okay. I was going to say, they're probably default to the mother anyway, especially back then, for custody. No, no. I don't ah. know how that worked I back then. Yeah, I have a feeling it might have been a little skewed back then. I mean, it's skewed now. Not every woman deserves her kids. That sounds terrible, but you know what I mean, right? No, I know it firsthand. My brother and his wife ex-wife have been going through a custody battle for like five years now mm -hmm. and she does not deserve those kids but it's a per I, you know whatever sorry continue <laughs> you digest it's cool yes yes <laughs> in january of 1920 is when prohibition became instituted and this as you can imagine was a gigantic blow to brewing companies oh i can imagine yes <laughs> so some companies managed to get by with producing non-alcoholic beer like Anheuser-Busch but sadly Limp's Western Brewing had had to shut its doors that they weren't gonna make non-alcoholic beer they had to shut down I didn't even think about that that like Anheuser-Busch and some companies that have been around for a long time mm -hmm. had to survive prohibition and yes. they did it exactly some yeah I'm sure many many didn't um as yeah. well as this Limp's Western Brewing they they couldn't in June of 1922, Billy sold the brewery for much less than it had been worth like years before, and then he sunk into a deep depression, much like his father had. That is awful. And he doesn't have a wife and kid around either. No. So he's alone. You know, like sometimes, maybe not you, I don't think you've ever done this, but like you've been in a relationship or maybe you know of someone who partied too hard, spent all their money, Wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever left them. And then it all comes crashing down and they're like at rock bottom. It yeah, he definitely sounds like he's at fucking rock bottom. Like he had to sell his brewery for a lot less than what it was technically worth. And think if you have any sense of pride, like family pride, like your grandfather. That was his grandfather? Yeah, his grandfather. Yeah. 
you know, built this from the ground up. Immigrant came over, you're a third generation, and yeah. he, he built this massive empire and all of a sudden gone. Half your money's probably gone to Lillian for some lavender shit. And then <laughs> and then this happens. So fuck. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's probably feeling pretty low. In December that same year, while sitting at his desk in the limp mansion, Billy shot himself and died. Oh my god, just like his dad. When his son saw his body, it said that he exclaimed I was afraid this was coming. His son said that? Mm-hmm. Whoa. And please check our show notes if you're experiencing any suicidal thoughts or you need help. We're going to put some uh, information there in case you're feeling low because this is not the way to do it. And you know what? I keep thinking, and I, I do suffer from depression. Uh, mm. I'm able sometimes to pull myself out of it. Sometimes I'm not. But I mm. always try and think on the bright side. If If I got to rock bottom... There's only one way to go is up. That's a good point. Anyways, sorry for that. A little bit uh, sadder it's truth. side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sad, there. but it's truth. It's life. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it happens. It's what's going on with this family right now mm-hmm. in our story. So we're going to talk about Elsa Lemp, the youngest of William Sr.'s children. She actually also shot herself after a night of insomnia. Oh, damn. That must have been some dumb night. Now, in the years before... She had married and divorced, then reconciled with her ex-husband. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know over how many years this happened, but it said Mm -hmm. 11 days after she remarried her husband is when she was found dead in her bed with a gunshot wound. Though a lot of people kind of suspected foul play. Yeah, I was going to say, they had 11 days after they got remarried, Mm -hmm. either things were really bad between them and they should not have reconciled, or it's him. I think it's him. I think so. There's no proof. But think about it. Maybe you guys are married and she has all this money. She's basically kind of like a mini heiress. Yeah, totally. Then divorce. Maybe she took her money with her. And then he's like, hey, maybe we should get back together. And then all of a sudden she's dead and he has a life insurance policy or whatever inherits whatever she had. Yeah. And he's probably, well, did this happen after Billy Jr.? Mm, I can't remember. Oh, okay. Well, I was just going to say, maybe he's like, well, there's a, a family history of, you know, mm-hmm. her, her dad killed himself. So no one's going to question if she does too. I can get all that money. Yeah, that's a, that's a possibility. I can't remember in which order. I know, obviously, William Sr., then William Jr. And mm-hmm. but I'm not mm-hmm. sure where Elsa fit in this. Okay. So William's son, so William Sr.'s son, this would be Billy's brother, Charles, was mm-hmm. apparently never married and was kind of a recluse. Okay. Living in a cave. maybe (laughs) actually after billy's death he moved back into the limp mansion and kind of kept to himself so i guess he had moved out of the mansion i guess it became billy's like house and then anyways after billy's death he came back and to live there okay okay Mm -hmm. he's a recluse in this big old house Mm -hmm. he's a raccoon and (laughs) he never entertained and was known to be kind of a miserly kind of a mean guy dick possibly (laughs) So before his death, he actually wrote out explicit and very odd instructions for after he passed. He wrote that he didn't want his body to be bathed or changed into different clothing. He wanted to be cremated as is, no public obituary in the newspaper and no funeral. Uh, That's strange that he wouldn't want to be bathed or changed. I could see maybe no public obituary and no funeral because he seems like yeah. a guy that really wants to keep to himself. Uh, I don't get why. And I guess if he doesn't want to be touched, even in death, <laughs> he doesn't want yeah. his body changed. Maybe he didn't want anyone to see him naked. I mean, maybe that's like the, the worst thing you could think of after being dead is imagine your spirit and they're like taking your clothes off. And, and you're watching and you're embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. 
Right, yeah. exactly. So As a spirit floating in the room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I guess it depends on what you believe. Yeah, well, that's a good point, you know. <laughs> but if, it, yeah, if that was the worst thing imaginable for him, I guess that does make sense. But it's like, hmm, maybe he had something under, like you said, maybe he was uncomfortable with his body and didn't want anyone to see him naked. So he's like, no, just throw me in the, just cremate me. As is. Yeah. A few years later, he shot his dog and then shot himself. Why shoot the dog? What did the dog do? <laughs> and he was actually the last of the limps to live in the mansion. Really? After all them, none of the other kids moved in there? No. With such tragedy, it's nice to know that the youngest limp son, Edwin, lived a long and reportedly happy life until the age of 90. Oh, sounds long anyway. Mm-hmm. He actually inherited uh, lots of wealth, and he had a great love of travel, just like his father. He loved collecting artwork and had inherited a lot of the artwork from his father. Okay, so he's a little happier, maybe. I think so. I think he. I, I think he married and had some kids of his own. But when he died, not of his own doing, I think he died Good. from old age, uh, he actually instructed that all mementos, artwork, and trinkets be burned. Whoa. They have some interesting after-death requests. <laughs> yes, they do. And it's not said why he requested these things, uh, but it's definitely thought that perhaps he believed a curse had befallen the family and the curse might live on through these items. I'm glad he avoided the curse. Maybe, possibly avoided the curse since he lived so long. Maybe. Maybe not living in the mansion, and that might have helped. Now, I don't think Elsa lived in the mansion when she Mm. passed. I think she lived close by, but I don't think she lived in the mansion, but the other guys did. Yeah, and their mom died of cancer in Mm -hmm. the mansion. I mean, you know. There's a lot of death. It's good fodder for, like, spirits, right? For sure, yeah. This this mansion is definitely haunted after all that. Yeah. So the mansion was sold and used as a boarding house for some years and fell into disrepair. In 1975, the mansion was purchased. (laughs) Purchased. Okay. (laughs) Yeehaw. In 1975, the mansion was purchased by the Pointer family to renovate and turned it into a restaurant and B&B. Ooh. Oh, my God. Does that mean you could go stay there? You can, actually. You can stay in the rooms. You can have dinner there. You have a drink at the bar. They also have a haunted house Halloween attraction. Oh, that's awesome. And I, I want to say it actually is in the caves. I can't remember if it's partially in the house and partially in the caves. Yes. I was going to ask you. I was like, I was like, I assume they don't have the caves anymore for whatever reason, but hopefully they do. It looks like they do. Fuck I think yeah. partially. Yeah. Um, also, you can go on tours of the house and you can do haunted tours where you get equipment and you can actually like use the equipment to hunt your ghosts. And oh. you actually, if you sign up for that, I think you get a discount if you want to stay in one of the rooms overnight. That is so cool. I've done a lot of haunted tours of hotels that I was staying in. Mm-hmm. There was no discount and no fucking equipment. They're doing it right. And I'm, I'm pretty sure when I looked at their website, I'll probably look at it right, right now. I'm pretty sure it's like insanely affordable (laughs) when i looked at it i was like i could afford that and i'm cheap right yeah it's like i'm a penny pincher but (laughs) that's a good prize (laughs) Uh, so they also have mystery dinners but ghost tours let's see they limp experience the hunt for paranormal activity limp experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I love it. The price includes soft drink or cocktail, the use of infrared mm-hmm. camera to record your journey through three floors of the darkened limp mansion. I guess they do it in the dark. That's cool. Ooh, spooky. And it says you can make your visit more memorable by spending the night at a discounted rate. Call for details. I will. <laughs> oh, and to go ghost hunting, like to do the experience without staying in the room, it's only $35. Oh, that's not bad. I would do that. That's a very, a very affordable. You get a drink, you get to use their camera and walk around. Yes. Oh my God, Lisa. Okay, so I had plane tickets for um, Memorial Day 2020 to go to St. Louis with my friend just mm-hmm. for like an extended weekend, nothing fancy, because she grew up there and mm-hmm. she had friends that still live there. We were just going to go and like sightsee and stuff. We still want to go. I mean, you know, now, like, obviously, we had to cancel the flight Mm -hmm. because of what happened in 2020. 2020 (laughs) happened, and 2020 is what happened. 2020 is what happened, and I could not go to St. Louis, but I'm glad now that I waited to go to St. Louis again with my friend because we could go to the Lemp house, Lemp mansion. Mm -hmm, You could. And it says overnight guest rooms are discounted to $130 for two people in the room on the Lemp experience nights. Hell yeah. Oh my God. My friend though would not go for it. I'd have to do that by myself. (laughs) Girl, bring me. I would do this. I would do this so hard. You and me, girl. We're going to the Lemp mansion. Yes. So now I'm going to tell you a couple small paranormal experiences, okay? Inside the lamp mansion, I assume. Yes. Okay, cool. No, I'm just going to tell you some random shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, let's change the subject. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Here's here's a couple stories. So this one is actually really popular. Um, When I was looking up, I was just trying to listen to the story of the lamp mansion on any other podcast, and I believe Parcast did one, and they told this story. They told it way nicer than I'm about to tell it. I think they might have embellished, but I'm going to tell you. Okay. A woman was visiting the restaurant bar, having a drink next to some guys that were talking. Uh, She went into the restroom and said she felt eyes like peeping over the stall door and when she looked up the lights went on and off repeatedly until she shouted for it to stop oh my god that's so spooky she walked back to the bar angry assuming it was one of the guys that were sitting at the bar and she told them i hope you got a good look and they had no idea what she was talking about oh they're like wait what yeah (laughs) she accused one of them at least of peeping on her but they said they never left the bar and even the bartender vouched that they never left okay so it wasn't a creepy guy at the bar maybe Mm -hmm. it was a creepy guy in the bathroom but or it was a ghost it's thought that it was the womanizing and rowdy billy limp like he was pulling a moaning myrtle he's like this is where i want to be all these ladies (laughs) can i just say i don't get the appeal of peeping on someone on the toilet like it doesn't sound sexy to mm, me at all mm -mm. not my thing not my thing not my thing maybe it's somebody else's thing only do it with consent please only do it with consent yes yes yeah peep on someone who said yes so another story one of the owners was cleaning a bedroom and didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. She walked across the hall to retrieve something and walked back. She said maybe it took her 15 seconds to leave the room and come right back. She said when she came back in the room, all the paintings were hung upside down. Oh my God, that's spooky. That freaks me out. That really freaks me out. Yeah, that's visceral. I feel that. Like, yes. that's really spooky. Freaks me out. Okay, just thinking about it freaks me out. Okay, so the historian and tour guide slash paranormal investigator of the mansion, who actually I think still works there. I saw her name listed on the Limp Experience ghost hunting thingy. Her name mm-hmm. is Betsy Burnett. I think it's Bellinger. 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 Oh, oh. Bellinger. Betsy. 
Miss Betsy. Uh, she claims that there are nine identifiable spirits in the house, one of which she calls the stinky man that told her to leave the house in a very menacing tone. The stinky man. The stinky I'm going to say man. that's Billy Jr. <laughs> I think that's What if it's... I, I kind of have a feeling it might be Charles because he was the one that didn't want to be washed. Oh, you're right. He did. He was very specific. He didn't like to be washed. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Stinky man. There he is. Stinky man Charles. So there's one ghost child that's said to haunt the attics and he's known as... I think his name is Isaiah or sometimes called the monkey boy oh and it's terrible why he's called that but it's not proven but it's rumored that billy limp fathered a son by another woman not his wife and the boy had down syndrome it was thought that they kept him in the attic to hide him away from society i watched some movie where there was supposed to be like a girl who had some kind of um i don't know if it, what kind of mental issue it was i forgot oh mm. it's i forgot it's not the shame room Something like that. Something about a room. Like a... Oh, the disappointment room. Damn. Yeah. Harsh. Fucking harsh. So I'm th- that kind of gives me these vibes, like keeping them locked away from regular yeah. people, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, no one will know of our disappointment. Right. Not terrible. Awful. So awful. So there are these small windows in the attic, and it's said that you can see him looking down at you from the streets. Whoa. And the paranormal investigator I mentioned, Betsy, said she had brought a teddy bear from home for him and placed it, like, on the floor. Later, from the bottom of the stairs, she said she saw the teddy bear levitating and swinging slightly as if a child had picked it up and was, like, swinging it a little bit. No way. Aww. That's what she said. Yeah, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. And, of course, people feel, like, cold spots, weird energies, see shadows moving that shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. The usual mm-hmm. the usual hauntings. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I read something about there was a lady in white, but I'm like, what about a lady in lavender? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Lillian. <laughs> yeah. There's also a Ghost Adventures episode that I could not suffer through, but it did feature <laughs> Betsy. She was on there, too. Um, okay. She's actually done a few, like, paranormal podcasts, like, different like as a guest oh um, that's cool yeah yeah i found like some random one and she her, she popped up and was talking i'm like hey that's betsy cool you're like i know this betsy girl i know that's betsy cool. what's up betsy <laughs> but i believe she's still the person that hosts the like haunting ghost hunting in the mansion okay that makes sense because i was wondering before i was like did she was she invited for like a one-off thing it must not be because she came back with a teddy bear for a spirit she'd already met mm-hmm. No, I believe she she she's employed by I think the Lump uh, House, the people who own it. It's like sweet gig. Mm-hmm. Let's get that job. <laughs> I would freaking love. There's I've talked about it before. There's a mansion in Galveston, Texas, called Ashton Villa, and it used to be able to go for tours. Now they're not allowing tours anymore. They will let you host like a wedding or an event there, but you can't go oh. anymore. And I found out like in 1997, it was sold for like 130 thousand dollars, which Maybe 997 might still be a little pricey for the regular person, but I'm like, oh, I so want to buy that house and like fix it up. And I'd, I'd let people come like stay the night and tour and stuff because it has a really cool history yeah. and ghost story to it. So do like an Air like a B&B type. Yes. Yeah. That would be so cool. I can. I know how to poach eggs. I can Ooh, poach you an okay. egg for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you get. Poached eggs for breakfast, that's it. Nothing else on the menu. <laughs> Bowl of cereal at the most. 
<laughs> you know what? For one of our dolls after dark, I'm going to have to tell you about my one and only B&B experience and how goofy it was. So if you want to hear about that, it was, it was pretty hilarious. And I don't think I'll ever stay at a B&B again. But it was a very funny experience for my honeymoon. Join our Patreon to learn more. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. But that's all I have for the Lump Mansion. I kind of kept it short and sweet. Lots of death. Very easy to believe this place is haunted with as many deaths that took place in this home. Yeah, it went through several generations of family. Yeah, it's it did. pretty short and sweet, just like Lisa. <gasps> That's right. Thank you. <laughs> short and sweet. Sorry, called you short, but I, you're sweet. You speak the truth. Well, guys, that's our episode. We love you dolls, and thank you for listening. If you want to see what Near Death Dolls is up to, follow us on Instagram at Near Death Dolls Podcast. Tweet us on that Twitter, at Near Death Dolls. And we're on Tumblr, at neardeathdolls.tumblr.com. And if you really want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review. Seriously, the other day, I was looking for a podcast to listen to, something a little bit on the lighter side. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I, I scrolled through things, and I clicked on one I thought maybe might be good. And I looked at the reviews, and it got really crappy reviews. I'm like, okay, all right. Was it good? I didn't even click on it. I didn't even ah. listen for myself. Okay. So reviews are very important. Reviews are super important, guys. I think we, I don't think we've gotten less than a five-star review. Please don't be the first one to start if you, if you don't mind. <laughs> but, like, it's very important. So if somebody were to scroll by and say, oh my gosh, Near Death Dolls has a perfect five-star rating, I might listen to them. If you're helping that way, you have no idea what that means to us. It really means a lot. And if you got to be honest, if you truly don't, if you made it this far and you hate yeah. us, if you need to leave a bad review, go for it. But. <laughs> Make it four stars. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, you know. Be kind. Anyway. Be gentle. We are an indie podcast, okay? We do all of this ourselves. <laughs> 100% ourselves. 110%. It's Lisa and Paige and mm -hmm. Sam and Kyle sometimes. Yes. Okay. But, so, but it's, it's us. There's no company that sponsors us right now. There is no nothing else. It's just us. We do all of it. All of so it. we appreciate you listening. We do. And relieving a review. So much. And we are looking to do a Dear Dollies episode. So please hit us up with your best spookity spookity stories. Email us at neardeathdolls at gmail.com with Dear Dollies in the subject line. And be sure to tell us your preferred name. We look forward to reading your stories on air. So do, do be sure to tell us if we can read your name or not. And as always, be kind to yourself and keep being delicious dollies. Until next time, bye. Later, gators. Nice. After a while, crocodiles. Yeah, I don't know anything after that. I know there's more, <laughs> but I don't know any of them. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> a special thanks to Sam Hears for our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes. 